coffee and your Bible Good morning. morning. Today is Tuesday, September the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2022, and this is Daybreak Live. I love you.
Good job. Especially early in the morning. <laughs> oh. oh. They got bright in <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good morning, Saints. We're still in the basement. I guess you can tell that. Uh, now we're trying to lay floors for Miss Lisa. Living room and kitchen. And uh, Michael's been doing most of it. Tell you the truth, my shoulder's been so messed up. I can't do a lot right now. I desire your prayers in that. Yeah, I desire your prayers for my shoulders. If you would lift one up, my shoulder, this one right here. Anyway, uh, but there's people that has worse problems. I'd rather you pray even more so uh, for Brother Larry Axe. No, not before last. Our dear Brother Larry Axe fell in the middle of the night. I guess he get up, got up to go to the restroom and broke his hip. And uh, he is in the hospital. And when I left last night, he had left to go in for surgery. And I've not had heard anything yet this morning. So... Larry Axe, Larry Axe, put him on your prayer list. Now, Brother Bill Cole has, you know, he left Vanderbilt, and he is in Vanderbilt. He left Vanderbilt, Nashville. He's in the rehab center in Lebanon, Tennessee. And I spoke with him last night, and he is, uh, if nothing changes, he will be getting out and going home today. Or, no, tomorrow, excuse me, Wednesday. So he'll be going home tomorrow. So we praise the Lord for that. He is doing so much better. And uh, that, that's been a big turnaround. You know, it's been a big turnaround. He had a hard go of it with the open heart surgery. But God has brought him through. And so thank you for all your prayers for Brother Bill Cole. Keep your hands up in the air and praying for one another. We're praying for you. You guys pray for us. And uh, it's good to be back here on Daybreak this morning. We're in the book of Revelation, right? And I appreciate the prayers. Thank you for my shoulder, brothers, I'm telling you. I need it. So when we left off last week, we did quite a bit of talking about the 12,000 that were sealed. And we talked about uh, being sealed. And we looked at different scriptures concerning the sealing of the 12,000 from each tribe of the 12 tribes of Israel. So 144,000 were sealed. So today, so keep, we're in Revelation 7, but before we move on, we probably should read Revelation 14, 1 through 5. 14, 1 through 5. And we will try to move on as quick as we can. But things that, we want to take notice of. Now, chapter 14 is another parenthesis. It's another parenthetical section. It says, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harp harps, they sang, as it were, a new song, a lot of songs in the book of Revelation, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except 
the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. Notice that, redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women for they are virgins. Uh huh. What'd you say? Oh, <laughs> these are ones who are not defiled from defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb whither, wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Now, one of the things we talked about last week is how all the tribes of Israel were not lost. All the ten tribes were not lost. And I think we proved that point with Scripture. Now, that being said, I'm not saying people know what tribe they're of today or many of them know where they would be or what tribe they are of today. But to simply say, God knows. Now, in this text, you can read four, five, six different commentaries on this and you're going to get different answers and different thoughts from different people. And so as we go through the book of Revelation, you got to realize this. This is one of the most uh, differently read books of the Bible. One of the approaches I try to take is if I don't have a, 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 an extreme reason to spiritualize something, I just don't. It, if the script, if it tells us, it says, and like I've shared with you, it says the lampstands, like like this one right over here, the lampstands, they're the churches, you know, the stars you saw, that's the angels. And so many of the, the types or the shadows or the figures are explained to us, and we know that they're great figures in the book of Revelation. But what do we do when we're not told it's a figure? Well, then you've got to choose. Some people see these. Some scholars will see these, this 144,000 representing all Christians to in totality. Uh, so, some very, very smart people see that, you know. So people have misunderstood or understood, not misunderstood, understood these things in different ways. As far as I take it, I see no reason to spiritualize something that we're not told to spiritualize so i simply take it of redeemed from the earth these are people that come to the lord in the end times now i do see here if i wanted to spiritualize this or if i wanted to think in terms some kind of a spiritual aspect you could kind of see that you had 12 apostles and you know you, you could you know times that and cube that or whatever uh, which some people would do is say, well, this is populating New Jerusalem. But uh, I could see this in a spiritual sense. I could see this as an army of Apostle Pauls, <laughs> so to speak, and a, a whole army of, of Johns and, and Simon Peters, right? right? Uh, that he is sealed for this end time purpose. Now, I do believe that all of these are redeemed. I believe all these have received Yeshua as Lord. But we are told in scriptures, many prophecies, time would not allow us. But let me just hint, is that God says in the end time, he's going to gather them from all the nations where he'd scattered them in his anger God's going to gather them and bring them back to the land. But 
I would like you to actually turn to a scripture or two here. First, let's turn to the book of Romans. In the book of Romans, chapter 11, the Apostle Paul is explaining Gentiles being grafted into the covenant that God made with Israel and with Judah. And his point is, is that Israel, that, that Gentiles are now being grafted in and the thought is, in Romans 11, people say, well, is God done with Israel? Has he cast off Israel? And he said, no, of course he hasn't. We're Israelites. You know, the Apostle Paul is saying, we're Israelites, you know. And God has a remnant. He has a remnant among them, even as he goes into all the nations to take out of them a people, God has a remnant. But then he says, because, basically, because of the rejection, because Israel rejected their Messiah, a blindness came over them. They've been blinded, right? But if we take up with verse 23, he says this, and they also, speaking to them later, he says, they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, that's the key, will be grafted in for God is able to, to graft them in again. Who's them? The context is unbelieving Israel. When they start coming to faith, God's going to graft them back in. For if you, he's talking to the nations now, verse 24, I'm in Romans eleven twenty-four. If you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, wild olive tree, okay, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? What he's trying to say, and let me say this very clear, there should be no anti-Semitism in the church and the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and the followers of Yeshua. You should love Israel. You say, well, Israel, they don't believe in the Messiah. You're right. But our Messiah came from the tribe of Judah. Amen? He was a Jew. And so we should love and pray for God's people for the blinders to be taken off. Because if you think it's a blessing to the world, if we understand it's a blessing to all the nations because they were blinded, what do you think it's going to be like when the blinders taken off? Life from the dead. Amen. You're talking about a revival like you've never heard about. Okay? They can be grafted into their own olive tree. And he says in verse 25, I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, this hidden mystery, this secret. Lest you should be wise in your own opinions. That blindness in part has happened unto Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. The full number comes in from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Okay? And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, verse, here we are. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Hallelujah. Man, this should make you shout. Amen. And it should tell every Bible believer, 
if we cannot believe the promises God made to his natural branches, how can you be so bold as to believe any promises that you think God's made unto you? Amen. Now I want to turn one more scripture here before we move on in Revelation. If we turn back to the book of Zechariah, the Zechariah, book of Zechariah, in chapter 12, Zechariah chapter 12, I'm going to start with verse 10. And I want you to read how some of this is going to happen. I will pour on the habitants, on the house of, excuse me, I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. I am in Zechariah 12, verse 10. Here's what's going on. Severe judgment has come on Israel throughout the years because of their rejection. And God turned his face to gathering out of every tribe, tongue, and nation. But you understand this. God is not finished. That's why Israel is a nation again. If, if you think all the things that are happening could happen without the hand of God, come on, you got to be crazy. <laughs> There's just no way. It's, you know the hand of God is there. And when the time comes, God says, I'm turning back towards Jerusalem with the grace of, with the spirit of grace and supplication. And then it says this, then they will look on me whom they have pierced. This is long after the piercing, hallelujah. They shall look on me whom they have pierced. Jerusalem, I'm going to, Pour out on Jerusalem the spirit of grace. And they're going to see me. Just like Thomas. Thomas is a beautiful picture. I won't believe unless I see. God says it's going to happen. I'm going to. They're going to see me whom they have pierced. What are they going to do when they see? Look. Yes. They will mourn. For him. Capital H in your Bible. The Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, they will mourn as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. In that day, there will be great mourning in Jerusalem like the mourning at Hadad Ramon in the plain of Megiddo. And the land shall mourn every family by itself. Excuse me. The family of the house of David by itself, their wives by themselves. The family of the house of Nathan by itself, their wives by themselves. The family of the house of Levi by itself, their wives by themselves. The family of Shemai by itself, their wives by themselves. All the families that remained, every family by itself and their wives by themselves. They're going to mourn. They're going to realize the, the one that after they said peace and safety, when he betrays them, things are going to become clear and they're going to mourn for him. They're going to mourn for him. And so in my mind, I kind of see, yeah, and, and, 
could I be wrong? Absolutely. You know, you read it. Here's what here's what we are told. Blessed is he that reads and keeps those things that are written therein. And there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me. But I just telling you, I kind of see it's like it's like it's like a multiplication of the 12 apostles in my mind, you know, cubed. It's like an army of the Apostle Paul's, an army of just fired up servants of God. After these things, I look. Now I'm going back to Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. And after these things, now we're not in succession. We're reading about things. This is parenthetical. We're reading about things before the sixth seal here. We're reading about those who have been sealed. Here, here's We're going to know this here. Look. After these things, I looked and behold a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues that means the times of the gentiles right standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and with palm branches in their hands the the feeling behind this is tabernacles which is coming up in the middle of october tabernacles palm branches in their hands white robes that's the picture here it's a tabernacles picture saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb and all the angels stood round the throne and the elder and elder, elders and the four creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying amen blessing and glory and wisdom thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever I'm going to go ahead and read a little more so that you see these are the ones who come out of great tribulation. And in the chronological section, we know that the great tribulation was before the sixth seal, correct? If you'll remember that, we went over that quite a bit. Then one of the elders answered saying to me, who are these arrayed in white robes and from where did they come from? Where did they come from? And I said unto them, sir, you know, so he's having a vision. He said unto me, these are the ones who come out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before God, before the throne of God, and serve Him day and night in His temple. That's what Tabernacles is about, dwelling with God in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will dwell among them. And they shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eye. Basically, he's saying God's going to make it up to them. Anything they have suffered. And so the ceiling in chapter 7 is when people are sealed it means that we we make it we're victorious okay we're victorious uh the the judgment is not coming until he sealed the servants and he saw 144,000 of the 12 tribes of Israel and then he saw a great number which nobody could number and that's a huge that's huge that's a huge number and they came out of great tribulation and wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb. Well, that's all for today. We'll take this up tomorrow. Would you join me and we will pray for uh, 
Brother Bill again, and then we're going to pray for Brother Larry, Sister Melody. Would you join me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you've done with Brother Bill Cole. We thank you, God, that he's doing better now. and He's going to be coming home soon. And Lord, we pray for just continued total healing for him in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up Brother Larry Axe, your servant, Lord. We ask you to touch him, to bless him, to be with him as he heals up from this hip, that you will help him, that you'll help Sister Melody, and that you'll be with both of them in this time. God bless them. Please help them in Jesus' name. And Father, thank you for this time as we read the book of Revelation. I thank you, God, for your spirit as ever so often you just touch us with your spirit and you you bless us, Lord. And, and thank you, Father. Just thank you for that. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Love you, saints. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll talk to you in the morning.